This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, motherfuckers? Happy motherfucking Tuesday. Quarantine day 625, it feels like. It's been quite the journey. I think we're going on our fourth week. I have struggled with not having a cocktail before 11 a.m., but there's no one here to tell me no, so (laughs) I'm just going to enjoy one. Wow. Thank you guys. First of all, I want to thank everybody for continually supporting the podcast. Our Patreon page is up. I am pluting. (laughs) I am posting exclusive content on my Patreon page. You go to patreon.com forward slash Jesse May Paluso. And there's going to be a whole bunch of exclusive stuff. I'm doing fun video calls between my friends and I. This podcast episode, the video will be available exclusively on Patreon. And uh, you guys, honestly, donate whatever you can. It doesn't matter. Carlin's got a squeak toy because he needs his attention. Bring me your ball. Come on. You can donate whatever you want. You will get access to the content. I want everybody to have a good time. I appreciate your support. And I want to bring you as much fun fucking content as I can from my quarantine department. Patreon.com forward slash Jesse May. Our YouTube page is up and running. YouTube.com forward slash Jesse May Peluso. I'm available on Cameo. I just did a fun video for a guy who's got the hots for one of his girls. Well, not one of his girls. He's not like Doc Cantle from Tiger King. It's a girl he has a crush on. And they both just recently got divorced. So I basically played Cupid on Cameo. If you're not familiar with Cameo, it's a video site. It's a site where you can hire people like me, celebrities, athletes, personalities, bitches who sell foot photos, who I'm very envious of. (laughs) It's a whole bunch of different celebrities, uh, TV personalities, and people who create exclusive videos for you to send to people in your life. I don't know why I said it so weird, (laughs) but you can hire me to say anything to anyone. My mom wants to do it too. She wants to be able to be hired 
to send videos and she says she wants it to be called pitch your bitch so she would pitch your bitch to people so if you hire me i will do whatever you want for the most part uh i can guarantee you it'll be a fun fucking video it's a cute little app i'm available on that i'm trying to find different ways to bring you guys some fun content so check it out check it the fuck out but i really appreciate you guys coming back every week, downloading the podcast, sharing the podcast, and just being supportive. It's its what is getting me through this whole experience. Honestly, this quarantine is knowing that you guys are out there listening and having fun and sharing it. So I appreciate you. Don't cry. I'm not crying. I have a squeeze ball here, the shape of a unicorn head that has kept me sane. Uh, th- they should make squeeze balls like look like actual balls. Like, are there like nut sacks? Those like little stress balls. They look like an actual sack. That would be fun. Probably gross, right? Am I running out of ideas? <laughs> I honestly, it's so strange being home this much. I'm usually on the fucking road. I'm usually on the road, and I'm out there moving around and. You know, I'm home for like three days and then I'm back out. But it, it's really, this whole experience has made me appreciate a normal life and appreciate the people in my life and and really realize that people are fucking gross. So it, it, I'm in between being really appreciative and grossed out by a majority of the population, you fucking nose pickers. And, and I'm sure you guys are in the same boat as me where you're trying to figure out what to do with a quarantine and how to stay productive and how to get things done and come out of this with some sort of goal finished. Well, that brings me to our guest this week. He's one of my dearest friends. We live together. He's one of my favorite people to have deep, meaningful conversations with, and he's just so well-rounded and educated. He's got a degree in psychology and he's a stand-up comedian, and we talked about how to take care of yourself during this quarantine. Uh, excuse the audio because we are limited with our connection. I hope you enjoy the podcast with my dear friend, Mr. Leo Flowers. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Jessie. Peluso. It's a personal... Look, well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's gonna get dirty. You might cry. You probably laugh. Hopefully, you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. I talk about my dog sometimes. Each week, it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's gonna be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. Mr. Leo Flowers. I like the Mr. That's right. You put Mr. in front of Leo Flowers. You're a distinguished gentleman. You're a gentleman. Distinguished. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe not so much now, but like right before that move, you were for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I think of all people <laughs> well-equipped to handle a quarantine, you come to mind as one of the most well-equipped. Confirm or uh, deny. We, we have all the things. We have the quinoa, the couscous, the potatoes. Uh, we have your dried fruits, your dried foods, your frozen fruits. We have, uh, we got your cliff bars, plenty of water. 
We got and a lot of activities. Lot of, lot of what? Activities. Plenty of activities. <laughs> we have the Uno, Monopoly. We got the we got the we got the living room. We got the bedroom. We got a lot of activities going down over here in uh, San Diego. You sent me a, an interesting graph about what happens in the relationship and the effects of a quarantine on arguing, sex, um, productivity, working from home, all those things. How are you maintaining? I, I think you're a healthy person. So what have you been doing to sort of maintain all those things? You know what? I've been I've just been filling my calendar. I make sure from the time I wake up to six o'clock that we I'm, I'm productive i'm doing things i'm podcasting writing i'm practicing i'm taking uh online asl courses yes online uh guitar lessons um and then um what else are we doing so, uh me and my girl are both studying spanish so we, we do that we go for walks i know we shouldn't be but we it's a it's a very like uh remote neighborhood so it's not like it's not like new york where there's a thousand people congregated uh, I think walks are important though i like i feel like you know i walk the dogs all the time people are out like they are out more than before I, I, it, and it's true i think people are getting a bit too comfortable and and what they're saying is that uh you could carry it and transmit it and not even know that you had it and transmit it and so i think that's what makes it a bit uh uh People are a bit too comfortable. I like they were just showing people running a marathon two, three days ago. And it's like, come What's on, man, people? People, I, I I don't know. I don't even know why airlines are still flying people. Like, I why are we still thing. having people in airports on a plane? Come on, people. We got to shut it down. Shut we it have down. To shut it down. And it's like you got all, yeah. Go it's an opportunity to just literally shut down. Like you always Absolutely. make fun of me because I do so much and you're just like, yeah. tell everybody what you tell me to do. Sit your ass down. Sit down. Why are you all, all Tasmanian devil all over the place, kicking up dirt and dust and stuff? She just, she just be looking for stuff, looking for <laughs> stuff. I mean, she always got something running. She got her mouth running or the uh, vacuum cleaner or the dishwasher. Or she, oh, there's always something running in the background. Is a constant. She's running. Something's run. Her nose is run. Something is always running. <laughs> Sit your ass down. What? It's a standby button. <laughs> what have you? Because you knew me before we lived together. We've known each other for years now. And what what is what has been some things that you've learned about me li living together? Like, what are some things you've learned? about just living with people in general and about me and yourself? Um, you could be I, as, I mean, as there, There's a lot of questions want. in there. I don't know if I've, um, you know, you're very productive. You, you get a lot of stuff done, but but you gotta, is the one thing that you have to get done. I don't know what that is. I'm not getting an echo. Are you? Uh, I, I just got an echo. I, I don't know. I don't hear it. Um, hmm. Yeah, but now it's yeah. gone. Yeah, you good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's, it's weird how how that happens. Anyway, quarantine but, uh, mind. Your quarantine mind. <laughs> hey, seriously, like I I think that because people aren't driving, and the CO two levels have gone down, 
the air is so much cleaner. Now my dreams are vivid. I'm having yes. these insane, insane, like all the dreams that were blocked from the pollution, you know, now yes. the dreams are getting in there and they're rich and I can remember them longer. And uh, are they scaring you? But, but Peluso, you be having nightmares though, because you want to watch, you want to watch 20 people get murdered before you lay it down. That night. relaxes me. That, what? I, I don't understand. You know what it's like? It's like how people with ADHD, how they have to take uh, uh, a stimulant to actually settle them down. Yes. Like that, what, I forget, whatever the prescription is, Ritalin. Ritalin is actually an upper. Yep. So it's like you have the two uppers, boom, level each other out. And I think that's why you need to watch like 12 million people get slaughtered. It's a good uh, point. Before bedtime. That's you know, a really good out. point. You gotta fight fire with fire. Yeah, I think that I put fire into my fire so that I can like, I just can crash after. I, it just yeah. overloads my system. Like I watch a bunch of death and I'm like, and I just short out and pass out. <laughs> oh my God. I, I, I'd be at the window like with my arms <laughs> up, like with a gun. Like I, there's no way I can't sleep. But you sent me a message. You sent me a message uh, and I think you're right. You were like, I don't know how anybody can sleep watching the Tiger King. It kept me up late two nights in a row. Really? Yes, I was up till Why? two or three a.m. It just had me all jacked up. I mean, the there's I, I, just the first, just the trailer going into the Tiger King. Whew. I was like, no, there's just no way I can't do this. There's there's murder, there's mayhem, there's lot. I can't do it. It's too scary. It is. A, it's, it's a lot. Bright. There's it's, a there's a tiger. What? Many tigers. There's lions, tigers, and Tiger Kings. Oh my! It's it's insane. When I saw the, the snakes, I was like, I'm done. That's when I cut it off. I was like, y'all pulling out pythons? I can't do it. Pythons? Pythons. Uh, snakes are terrifying. Yes, they are. It's, They're it's so from quiet. A it's the devil. I can't. Nope. Done. Do you know a three-letter word for snake? I'm going to test your crossword. Your crossword wow. Three-letter word for snake uh, sin. I, maybe uh, asp, asp. What what is that from? That's from um, a crossword that I did like two days ago. So first of all, I don't appreciate you throwing surprise questions at me. <laughs> I, I need <laughs> you roll people. You do. You roll up on people, <laughs> and I miss it because you haven't done it in a while on your Instagram story. <laughs> I think you got inspired from it, someone else doing it, and you yeah, asked yeah. them how to spell like multi-syllable words. It is yes. so funny. People, <laughs> they almost fall out the chair. I mean, the brain stops, freezes. It's put a camera in somebody's face, ask them to spell a word, and boom, they, they, you, you see all the vulnerability <laughs> in someone's eyes. They just completely, you can, you can steal everything off of them. And at one second, ask them to spell something, you can take all the watches and all the wallets. You can go into their <laughs> bank accounts. You can get all the food out their pantry. You get all the things from them. You can, you can steal their girl, everything. They're have completely you, vulnerable. Have you, has your, um, do you feel like your relationship's been tested? Because you guys have traveled. You were over, you were in Peru. You were going to go to Machu Picchu. You've been together for a few weeks. Like, have you learned anything about your relationship being so close together for a few weeks now? You know what? We work well together. Yeah, you we guys do. It. We, and, and, and I say we work well together, but it's me, her, and then her mom. Because her, her <laughs> mom is like that third, 
Like when we were in Peru and we were stuck and we didn't know what to do, I'm talking to her. She's talking to her mom. And then her, I think because her mom was freaking out the most, it kept her calm. And then then I, I could be calm. You know what I'm saying? Right. So we were, yeah, we were great. Like, you know, I, I would come up with the ideas and then she's the executor. So it's just like you, you know, like that's our dynamic. Like yep. I have ideas and you execute, which is why you always close the door on my face immediately. <laughs> I say, hey. I was thinking about such and such, and you like door slam. You don't even tell me that you're about to go execute it or go do it. You just go do it. You don't even say that was a great idea. I love that. That's very thought provoking. You 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 just kind of freeze. Like I ask you to spell a word, and then you just go do the damn thing. And then all of a sudden, I get an email like done, 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 done. I'm like, oh shit, she just. <laughs> Just be knocking it out. I can't. There's no transition. No, I can't. So doesn't. Yeah. I can't. T- like if, if you know, you tell me stuff, and I if I talk about it too much, I'll talk myself out of it, or right. I'll redirect. So I just have to right. like go and go do it, incubate, yeah. and get it done. Yeah. Like I've, I've always yeah. been that type of person. I just gotta like be shut in a room, and I'll f- eventually yeah. fucking figure it out. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah, pretty yeah. motivated too, though. I have to say, like out of all my friends. I feel like you've got yourself in a lot of avenues and you're driving forward in each avenue because you've embarked on this mental health avenue. You've got your fit fitness avenue, your own personal health avenue. Like as, as long as we've lived together, which is a couple years now, I think your growth spectrum is just so impressive. Like you stay motivated. What do you attribute that, that to the most? Me? Seeds planted <laughs> years ago. You know, because I, I used to live out my car a long time ago, uh, and it, it, and I lived out my car because I, I just I did not wrap my head around how to get into the business, and I, I just I'm just making just horrible mistakes like you would when you're when you're trying to start something. It, entertainment business is so different. You know, I, I you know I played college football, had a scholarship, and then went to grad school on a uh, on a scholarship, and and I realized like as beautiful as that was, I was always in this like cocoon. I was always, always, I was always in a system, mm. right? So when I played football, the system of football took care of me. I didn't really have to do much thinking. Wow. Grad school, it was the same thing. And so then I went from that immediately, uh, you know, impulsively into living out here in LA and thinking I can just, like I, I thinking I was equipped to do what I had to do to succeed. And, and I, I didn't, I, I had my muscles, all my muscles and skills and, and everything hadn't been tested. And so it had an atrophy because I had been relying on systems to kind of coddle me for so long. And so I, I ended up living out my car for a while. And I remember realizing one day that um, the, the key to longevity is consistency. Mm. Uh, taking your time. I was trying to get, I was trying to, every, every project, everything that I did was the thing. So I would drop everything else for that one thing. And it, it just never pan. I was like, man, this is going to be it. And I'll say, screw everything else, work, whatever. And uh, it, it just never worked out like that. Um, and then, so once I started to slow down, focus on consistency, and then also focus, I remember years ago, Every day telling myself when I lived up my car, I have to have multiple streams of income. Yes. Multiple streams of income. And and that's why now, like, even with this quarantine, like I'm doing okay. Like I'm not, I'm not worried. Like, like 
the nothing is keeping me up at night regarding this quarantine except the, Tiger King. the virus. Yeah, Tiger King, <laughs> right? So and it's having those multiple streams now uh, that is saving me. So I'm, I'm, right now I'm online personal training. So I've been able to retain my clients and actually get more clients from that. So that's keeping me afloat. And then uh, I have the podcast and uh, and then life coaching. So I'm online life coaching uh, clients. And so that's taken off. So just really focus. And my mom told me this when I was in high school, which is crazy because you know my mom never went to college and she hates reading. She's not a reader, but she's truly a visionary. I remember the day I left for college, she said, you have to major in computers. She's like, that's the future. And that's it. And my mom is, is a person of very few words. And the few words she's always said to me have always resonated, you know, and, and now here I am, it's computers, it's technology that's saving my life right now. You that's know, wild. Float. it's crazy. But yeah. your mom years ago would even have that, you know, income yeah. as to what to focus on. She was just, well, I mean, part of it is she lost her job to a computer. She used to work at a bank. And early on, before you even start to see, you know, like when you go on Chase now or any bank, it's all t it's all computer tellers versus used to be more people than tellers now it's, or computers now it's more computers than uh, than people. Yeah, it would be and, that lady uh, in that like really you know that bun, and she'd have like a tight <laughs> yeah. blouse with like a button up here, and she smelled like cat litter. That's what I remember yeah. as a kid. <laughs> It was always an old lady who looked so sweet, but because she maybe so murdered sweet. her husband as well. You're yeah, like this lady yeah, yeah. on the brink. <laughs> and and then she had to get a job at Walmart once the computers right. came in. And, yeah. But even as a, in high school, I saw I saw computers taking over. Where I used to sell snacks and and in high school, I used to sell like <laughs> Snickers and potato chips and. I mean, I was I was killing the game. I was making M and M's and stuff, right? I remember I was, kids you in school. Yeah, I used to sling that sugar. That sugar. I mean, That's nothing drug. like listen. Nothing. Nothing is more addictive than than sugar. And so, and then I remember one day I came to school, and that's when I saw Bluso. What? The goddamn vending machine. Oh, and you were like, the, oh. I was like, I was like, oh shit. No, I was like, oh, I was like, it was horror music. It was, it was like, oh, this motherfucker's coming from my gig right here. It's coming from my, I, I, Palooza, when I tell you I ran through and unplugged every goddamn vending machine in that high school and fucking took a bat to all and then you I, I was. You opened your jacket. You're like, but I got, yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. Got the, I got that fun dip, bitch. <laughs> Man, I saw, saw my sales decrease, you know. And I see people walking around saying, it's like, where you get that Snickers from, son? Now you don't get that from, you know, <laughs> I was mad. And, you know, so uh, right then and there, I knew computers was coming for us, you know, started it with that. Like you always had a drive. Like, where do you think you got your drive from? Where do you think your personal drive to succeed or, you know, create new hustles came from? You know what? My, I, I remember I was nine years old and, I remember being in my room and just laying there thinking my mom could have a much better life if she didn't have us. Ooh. I know, I know it's a crazy, it's a crazy thought. But as a child? As a child, as a child. God. And then I and then I just remember laying there like, why would she have us? This is insane. 
the amount of money because I, I I knew how I was eating, and then you know, had I had a younger sister, and I was like, my mom could be balling traveling the world, and I realized like that that's just that was just an inner thing. Like nobody put that there. My my thing was always to I wanted to be of the world. I wanted to travel. That I wanted to I wanted to do bigger things. Um, and uh, I, and a part of me, when I look back, I kind of looked down on my mom. I was like, wow, that wasn't a smart decision to have us. Right. You could be, you could be really wilding out. And then, uh, but then as I got older and I, and I had conversations with my parents, as, as you start to do, as you get older, you really start to talk to them instead of talking at them or, or being talked to by them. Uh, she said that was her only goal in life was to have kids and raise kids. Oh. So, you know, in my head, I'm looking down on her like, man, she could have did much more. And she was like, this is the thing that I wanted to do. And there, there's, when you meet my mom, you could feel that energy. Like there's no discontent and no regrets. She, she has a, a bigger laugh than I do. Uh, it's so the, she, that's she's, a big laugh. It's a big laugh. So, so I, I, to be, so to answer your question, it, it, it was an internal thing. I, I truly believe of like, but part of it, like my mom always, every summer she would take us to Belize. So from an early age, I got to see uh, different parts of the world. And, and we lived in a neighborhood where I was, I was between Loyola University and Northwestern University. Those are two very like top tier schools. Yes. And so just to even be in that energy and soak that up and and to, to have access to, I used to sneak in a Loyola University and walk through the library and, and work out in their facilities and things like that. So that so college was something that was on a subconscious level, just always there for right. me, you know? Um, but yeah, it was just, I just, it's not, I don't think so much, I. I I'm driven to, to do things is I'm driven to see things and I'm driven to mm. experience things. And, and that's always been uh, part, part of my DNA, I think. And is that something that you use to help you stay consistent? Because consistency is a difficult thing for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, and well, I, I think the, I think what, what I, what I realized, I used to think consistency was this thing that um, it was about, doing the same thing every day or doing it as many times as you said you're going to do it like oh yeah i work out every day that's consistency or or you know i i, I do this once a week consistency but i realize the consistency is also in making sure that your decisions line up with your values mm. right are you consistently making decisions that line up with what you want your life to be about so when i made the decision to go on a personal training, it was my my value at the time was mobility. And you and I even talked about that. It's like, I want to be mobile. Mm -hmm. I want to be, I want to be have a lifestyle where I can be anywhere in the world and still make money and still or and still do what I want to do and still connect and still help people, you know? Um, and so, and now I have that. It's because I went into training. Now I can online train and I'm in, I'm in San Diego. I don't, I don't have to be right there with my clients. I can do this from Peru. I can do this from Maui. I can do this from anywhere in the world to be mobile. It's one of the reasons why I started the podcast. Um, it's one for me, 
selfish reason is for me so I can be mobile. I can do that from anywhere in the world. But two, my other my other driving force is to help a billion people. And and that doesn't matter why that how number? I do why it. a billion people. Because when you when you focus because it's such a it's such a big number. And it's a number that gets me out of bed. It's a number that when you say it to people, it it sticks, it resonates. If I say I want to help a million people, th- that's cool. But I, something about a billion, it, I could feel the juices flowing in my body. Like that gets me excited. Yeah. A million people is like, all right. But a billion people is like, wow, a billion. Yeah, that's like a, that's a movement, you know? And it's interesting that you say that because to me, that's that's what everything has to be about. Like even from what I eat, like now I'm all about fiber. Like I used to be about protein because you know I was thinking about muscles, but I think about fiber now because I want to make sure that what I put in my body moves yeah. through my body. I don't need something getting stuck in the colon no. or the pancreas uh-uh. or the intestines or clogging up the heart. Everything's about movement, circulation, you know, the way I work out now, bowel movements. Oh, so great to start your day that way. You're like, I'm ready. Yeah. You walk the dog, you, whatever you, whatever you're drinking, like, you know, if you're having a sugary drink, that's slowing down circulation, you know? So I have, uh, just getting back from Peru, we brought back some coca powder and, uh, coca powder has all the things in there. Vitamin A, calcium, energy. it's what energy. So it's what the Peruvians use to uh, clean their teeth. The because it is so high in calcium, they have beautiful teeth chewing on these coca leaves. What? So they're, they're down there with just leaves, and their teeth are. And so, but if you see a Peruvian with ugly teeth, it's because you know Coca Cola, Nestle got to them. The drug, the, the drug dealers, you know, they got to like them. Like you in but high the, school. Like me in high school, but if when you go up in the mountains, way up at the tippy top, with the, the ones who've been untouched by by the Coca Colas and everything like that, the teeth are beautiful. Their hair doesn't gray until they turn like seventy or eighty. What they, from the be, be, No, no, just not just from that, but just the the foods that they're eating, the potatoes, the quinoa. I sent you something today about the quinoa. Yeah, you get that, it called directions. Oh man, you know, because I was looking it up, and it's it's the perfect because there's an ingredient in uh, quinoa that uh, mimics. Uh, it's like it's like it's a natural steroid, so it boosts your testosterone levels. You know, so you're just so it's a reason why I mean, after I eat it, I'm out there just humping everybody, humping everybody, everybody. <laughs> So I put my quinoa, I put that in my oatmeal in the morning, I put it in my stew at night, and now I'm trying to get this purple corn, this purple corn they drink too. Uh, I'm trying to get up on that, so I'm going to order some purple corn. <laughs> I'm going to order some purple corn. Everything's about circulation. It's, it's got to be your, your, your energy, the people in your life, the money, the it's way It's got to be moving, yes. It's got to be movement. It's got yes. all I want. Yeah, I ain't trying I like to get that. nowhere. I just want to be moving. Yeah, movement is a key to life. It's a key to so you. Key. It's so all key. it's all about you know staying flexible and moving. I think that's smart. And it's funny when you say you want to help a billion people. Is that what you yeah. said? Yes. It, you know what I thought of immediately? Hmm. I thought of the McDonald's sign. 
we serve a billion burgers mm. and how you're mm. the antithesis of that because mm. what they're serving is killing people, but what you're serving is helping people. Mm-hmm. So you need to have like a McDonald's storefront, but it's not McDonald's, but it's Leo flowers and people can drive oh, through that. and you just give that. them a bag yeah, yeah. of health instead of a bag yeah, of yeah. fries. Yeah. That's I mean, that's, that's what, that's what we need. We need drive through counseling clinics. I mean, people in their cars going bananas, uh, people at home going ape shit, you know? So, you know, it's like you, we need that. We need better access to mental health so that people have a place to, to, to release and, and get their daily dose of, uh, of mental, uh, mental juice, yeah. mental, you know, um, because and you, it, it, why is that important to you? Because, you know, I'm, as long as I've known you, you've always been working on improving yourself and you're, I have friends who feed their, their hunger, as yeah. far as like being hungry, you feed your mind, body, and soul. I think almost every single day, and I'm the, I'm the same person. Like that, I I try and work on making sure I'm keeping myself balanced. How, why are you so into mental health, and what does it mean to you? Well, the, you know, I've always struggled with uh, some form of depression. When I was younger, it was uh, more seasonal. So, like in the winter, I would sleep all the time. Uh, then in the summer, I would I would get this this board of energy, and and as I've gotten older, it, it's it's lent itself to more uh, suicidal ideation. Like I've called the one eight hundred suicide number twice, and it was something that uh, because I hadn't grown up or been exposed to uh, that type of conversation uh, with people or had that type of dialogue with people about suicide and mental health. I wasn't taking it seriously. I was just like, I'll get over this. This is no big deal. And then uh, there's a football player named Rashawn Salam, who was a Heisman Trophy winner coming out of college. And then he uh, got drafted by the Bears, played for the Bears, making millions of dollars. And then at the age of 30, took his life. And I go, that is the, he he lived the life that I wanted. I, I When right. I played college football, the dream was to go pro. The dream you did want a Heisman Trophy. You did want to get drafted and make millions. And and he played in Chicago. That's my that's my home. So it it just it hit me on so many levels. And I was like, and and you know when you watch him in interviews and you listen to him and you you followed him, he was a great guy, charismatic, everybody. And you just didn't see any signs. And I was like, I, I was so confused. And I was like, man, if this guy with all that money and all the resources and all the accolades and all the accomplishments. We, we think that if we get somewhere, then life would be good. I go, if this guy took his life, I go, man, I, I'm in trouble. And right. so that made me take my mental health more seriously. And um, years later, I was at Equinox where I used to train and I ran into a guy who was actually friends with Rashawn Salam. And I asked him, I go, hey, I know, that's crazy, wild. right? That's so insane. And uh, you know, and this is in LA. It's not like I was in Chicago meeting this guy. And uh, and I asked him, I go, yo, you got to tell me why he took his life, man. It's been bugging me for years. And without hesitation, he said he didn't know how to take care of himself. Mm. And he said it so quickly. And a buddy of mine, Brian Callen, had just I just heard him say that to someone else a few days ago. You know, just he was talking to this young kid comic and was like. 
hey man, you gotta take better care of yourself. So I just felt like the universe was talking to me. Right. And I was like, am I taking care of myself? And then I was like, do I even know how to take care of myself? You know, because you- It's a big question. It's a great question because so many of the things that we do are just out of habit from the way we eat to the way we dress to how we talk to, uh, you know, what we read and watch is just out of habit. And we never really question it because it's something that we've always done. Right. And then when I was like, damn, do I even know what a good night's sleep is? Do I even know what, what's healthy for me? Do I even know what I should be reading? What I should be like, how should I be going about my day? And, uh, and so it, it, it threw me off for a while. I was, I was in this uh, purgatory and I'm still a little bit in there, still trying to find my way a little bit. But, um, but I was like, if, if I would have master's degree in counseling psychology uh, and am still learning how to take care of myself, and this guy, Rashawn Salam, with all his money, all his resources, has, has struggled, and so many other athletes. And so you got, you got your Anthony Bourdain's and all yep. these other people who, uh, in so our talented. eyes, so talented, the Kate Spades of the world. Amy Winehouse. Uh, Amy Winehouse. And you and go, then your accidental ones, you know, like your Chris Farley. Oh, and your Chris Farley's, yeah. Heath Ledger. Yeah, and, and then you have the people who, uh, yeah, like you said, the accidental. And um, so I go, how? I mean, how many people in these rural areas without access to education and things like that? How many? What's what chance do they stand? And so I was like, what's a way for me to reach those people uh, and communicate with them and the podcast was my, uh, it's called Before You Kill Yourself. And um, and, and uh, I had a struggle with that title, Palooza. I, I was just a, thinking that because it's when a we hard show, title. You, you've been working with me on the weekends. I mean, hopefully we can go back to working on the weekends. Yeah, I know, right? We've been doing weekends together. And it's so funny because you struggle with verbalizing it because it's such a powerful sentence. Uh, but the irony is whenever I say it, because I'm like, people need to know this. I'm telling everybody the name of your podcast. When I say it from stage, it immediately I can feel people engaged. Yep. They laugh. And I think that's a sign of it being a smart title because the laughter is connection. So they're connected to it immediately. And I think they're laughing because, to your point, we don't have a, a lot of language with it right now. Right. There's not a lot of um, of a common emotion where people can connect with it without having this reaction because of discomfort. So that's why it's so important for us to be talking about it. And yeah. not in the sense where we're seeing news stories about people killing themselves, because, you know, I know you've looked into this, but there is research where when a news story pops up, the the percentage of suicides also mm -hmm. sort of pop up along with that. And the importance of your podcast is it's a, a way for people who are struggling with ideation, suicidal ideation, to connect with something, to know that they're not alone. And there are ways to take care of yourself. So many ways. So many ways. And because and, and, I, I have people on my podcast who are authors, uh, psychologists, but also have people who have attempted and, you know, and they've been, you know, molested, they've been beaten, they've been traumatized. Uh, there's drug abuse um, and, and, and in jail, orphan, things like that. And, and they, they share their stories of how they've been able to manage the emotions 
and overcome and, and progress and move forward uh, in spite of, of that, in spite of that struggle. And because it's the same way, like in the news, when we hear about people who have uh, uh, ended their life, um, the, the numbers of people who then attempt suicide go up. But same thing when we hear about people who have saved their life, who have, who have found the, who have figured out how to step back from the edge, then we see the numbers go down. So th that to me is the importance of the podcast is that you get to hear about people who are at the edge, pull themselves back and you get to hear how they did it. And these are just, and these are everyday people. You know, I'm not, uh, some people are New York times bestsellers, but some are just neighbors, some yeah. are friends, some are families. These are everyday people. So that, uh, cause I want, cause it, cause the listeners are everyday people and, but they but they run the gamut of, of guests so that there's, there's somebody, there's some story that somebody can connect to. And they can listen to this and not feel, you know, because having a book that says something about mental health, people still are insecure about, but a podcast is such a nice way to sort of be somewhat, you know, um, secluded in your own space so that you can still get information and, and knowledge about this subject matter that is coming out of a stigma stage, but still is kind of a stigma. Yeah, nobody wants to be on a plane with a book called Before You Kill Yourself. I mean, that's going to freak everybody out on the plane, <laughs> but if you have a podcast, something that you can listen to privately, then now you can get the information and feel comfortable about it. You know, I, I was on a plane um, a few months ago and I was reading the book Lolita. Have you, have you, have you heard yeah, of it? Have you read young it? girl, were women just like this pervert? Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and sure enough, the woman next to me was like, why are you reading such a thing? Oh. And she's like, do you, she's like, do you condone that kind of, and we got into this, we got into this huge conversation. It wasn't, it, she was trying to have an argument, but, but, you know, no Leo Flowers, Leo uh, Flowers. Yeah, yeah, you cannot, yeah, yeah, I've, I've, you no, should be in negotiation. No, no. <laughs> like those people who talk people down, you cannot yeah. argue with Leo Flowers. <laughs> she didn't know, she didn't know what arena she was stepping into, you know, so. <laughs> She didn't know Leo Flowers had done the homework. Like I saw you coming from ten miles away. You know I imagine you just had a huge smile on yeah, your face. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, look, look, look. I was like, look, 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 listen, sweetheart, just, just take my hand right here. I got right. you. I got you. You asked all you the questions. You controlled yeah. that. Oh, I already know how it went down. Yeah. So, so you know, we immediately got off that and found out that she was uh, re regretting her 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 uh, child rearing technique. So mm. we immediately made it about her, and and then she was off and running, sharing her little whatever, whatever. You Tony but, um, Robbins, that bitch in thirteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when the girl's like, I just eat because I'm sad. He's like, No, you yeah. don't. <laughs> yeah, I just touched you at the birthday party, and she's like, You're right. <laughs> People always have a deeper hurt, you know, and oh. the thing with uh, you were talking about the, I don't know what you want to call them, streams to suicidal ideation being, you know, there's drug abuse and there's there's molestation and, and there's trauma. Do you find one consistent thing that keeps reoccurring with why people find their way into a suicidal state or feeling thoughts of suicide? Is there one common denominator well, amongst these people? 
there's usually uh, two main ones. One is uh, feeling like a burden. Mm. Um, a lot of people, and and a, and, a, and and you can feel like a burden in so many ways, whether it's financially your financial burden, like uh, like like me as a kid. That was part right. of my. When I look back at my ideation, I realized that was a link of it. I felt like a financial burden to my to my mom. And and so there are people who feel like financial burdens. It could be a roommate situation. It could be a spousal situation. Uh, there's just so many different ways to feel like that. You could feel like it's a financial burden to your company or, or country or whatever. Um, you could feel like an emotional burden, like like you're like you're so inconsolable and you're just like oh, and people are constantly having to coddle you and you feel like you can't control it. Um, and then you could feel like a. a you can feel like a mental burden where you, you're, you're asking all these questions. So there's so many ways to feel like a, a burden mm -hmm. to someone. And a lot of times people will uh, end their life just to end that feeling of, of being a burden. Um, like to the end their other life one, to relieve other people. Yeah, it's just yeah. to relieve other people. It's like people, because it, it ties into the idea of like, people will be happier without me. Mm. Right. And so, so brutal. When, right. And so when, when people say that and, and, and what really is happening there is we're not asking, we're not, we're not being curious enough to find out. I give it, I give you a perfect example because feeling like a burden is not something that I've gotten rid of. It's something that's always there for me. Um, even, even if everything is 50, 50, I feel like I'm a, I'm always aware that I feel like a burden on some level. Uh, so right now I'm in San Diego. I live with my, um, stand with my girl and I've just completely taken over her living room <laughs> space to, to, to shoot, uh, morning workouts and meditations and stuff like that. And I got my stuff all, it's all over the place. Like I, like my, like I've, we've completely rearranged, uh, everything. And so I feel like a burden because everything was so pristine. Everything had its place. And now my stuff is just like, it's just an explosion of a, <laughs> of of a locker flowers. room. Yeah, of Leo, of Leo flowers everywhere, right? <laughs> and so finally, yes, and it, but she was seemingly super cool with it. Like, she was like, no problem, not a big deal, blah, blah, blah. And then, but it was really bothering me, really weighing on me. And then finally I asked her, I said, you know, like, I, I feel like I've just come in and disrupted everything. Like I've just destroyed your whole, and she said, you know what, actually, I'd been meaning to turn that space into a workout studio. She said for years, and I, I just never did it. And now I have a reason to. And so oh, I told that story. Yeah, it just it blew me away. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I was like, uh, uh, what's this, Red Fox? Oh. <laughs> and it just, it completely blew me away, but it also, reinforce the importance of asking questions, being more curious, and, and also being vulnerable of saying, here's how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm feeling. Tell me if you're, what part of this resonates with you, what part doesn't, instead of me just in my head, uh, projecting my values onto her. Right, Cause, right, because I'm just thinking- They're never, they're if, never if, real. The, the, your projections <laughs> usually are based in, your feelings of burden and fear, and they're yeah. not coming from a clear, a clear mindset. Right. 
And so to, to remind myself to check in with her mm-hmm. and, and say, hey, here's how I'm feeling now, because your feelings are going to change. And what's good between us uh, is, is, is good for right now. Right. But a week from now, a month from now, six months from now, it could change. And yep. so you, you always want to check in with each other. And, 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 that's, and I think in relationships, that's the hard part because nobody wants to be seen as a hypocrite. And so I, I, I recognize I have to be mindful of when she says something and I say something that we, as much as we want to hold each other to that, we also have to be flexible enough to say that could change. Right. Because all we're doing situations, all should, I mean, this, this, you know, this quarantine is a change. Yep. So anything that we agreed to before this, let's sit down and reevaluate that and talk about that and, and say, hey, what are we still on the same page about? And what are we iffy about? And what are we like? This absolutely has to change. And you were like, and remember, I, you had a living room. Are you cool with having a yeah, different yeah. house? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So I think you know, so I'm, I'm following. Burden feeling. Feelings I'm, of Yeah, I'm, I'm following people on Facebook. And I, so many people are complaining about the spouse and the relationships. And, and I'm like, but have you really sat down and talked about w- what you're feeling, what they could be, and like what this is and. What the, you know, me and my girl have already been like, listen, we're in this for at least till at least like, you know, four or five months. How, how do you feel about that? And then I've also said like, listen, if at any point you need me to pack my stuff, like, let me know, you know, because I, I don't want to, I don't want to overstay, you know, because I'm very aware of that. But to, it's, it's, these are hard conversations to have because- yes. When you're in a relationship, you feel like, well, of course we're going to make the best decisions for both of us, and and that's like that's yeah, not realistic. That's not that's not realistic. No, you're two different people and two different people who change individually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a good point so, yeah. though that people sometimes need to realize that what you say before, if it changes, doesn't make someone a hypocrite. It just means that situations have changed. Absolutely. Um. So to continue on, you said that there was, so that falls under the line of like talking about being a burden and communicating. And you think people feeling like a burden is one reason that leads them down the stream to suicide. What was the other one? The other one is mental pain and, and mental pain is, is, is a very, um, it's a very vague statement. Right. But when you, when, uh, when you talk to people who have experienced uh, suicidality and they've been there, you know, that's why you always see the, the picture of the person like holding their head. Right. It's, it's literally on a, on a physiological sense, like a, a internal inflammation of, 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 of feelings, of emotions, of hormones. And, and somebody described it as um, it's almost like you're in a burning building. Right. Mm. And the flames are right there. It, and the people on the ground, they don't see the flames. All they see is a person at the window getting ready to jump and they're saying don't jump but the people on the ground don't see the flames right and so that mental pain are are the flames and if you if you don't know how to manage the flames if you don't know how to put out the fire if you can't distinguish right, the pain it, right and you can't distinguish the pain 
then then you you make that option to, to is it end your life. What's the word? E extinguish. Extinguish. Uh, we got uh, it. Yeah, distinguish is separate. Separate. Extinguish Which is to put out. Well. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. That, when that comes up on your crossword puzzle, yeah, Thank you, you. you'll have me to. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> but so that that mental pain of when you when you keep so many things inside and you haven't found a healthy outlet either through what I call germs, journaling, exercising, reading, meditating, or, or self-talk. If you haven't, if you haven't found outlets for that, um, then it could build up and it could, it'll catch you off guard. And sometimes that's when the flames get too big because you haven't done the work to make sure that it, it doesn't, it, it doesn't become a, a forest fire. Right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and so it's tough. So, mental pain is just that like you're not letting i give an example um i've lost two people in the past few months and even just saying it i could i could feel the the little tension that, behind that, my eyes yeah that little yeah yeah, yeah. just a yeah, little, little layer yeah. of wetness a little little layer yeah a little oh man it's about to go down and you know <laughs> but when shelf. they passed yeah right <laughs> We're going to put that all to the side. Um, <laughs> but but when they passed, you know, I didn't I didn't grieve per se. I didn't cry. I was like, all right, all right, they passed, whatever, whatever. It wasn't until I, I put pen to pad, Peluso, and I started journaling. And I wasn't even journaling about them. I was just just I was just doing my my, my morning pages and just right. freestyle writing. And then I, I something over overcame Leo Flowers, and I started writing about it, and the tears started flowing, and wow. I was just bawling my eyes out, and my my pages was soaked, and I couldn't even turn, and the ink started running off the pages, and, but but I, I kept writing, Peluso, I kept turning the pages, and I was like, this this has to be released some way, you know, and it was so cathartic, and it was so feel good, and so I bring that up to say that sometimes we're holding in things. And sometimes we're feeling things that we're not even aware of. No, we don't even know and, until we give ourselves space to actually feel it. We're spending so much time trying to fill it mm -hmm. instead of trying to feel it. Let me mm -hmm. write that down. Yeah. Right. We're trying to fill it with Netflix. We're trying to fill it with with food. We're trying to I fill got it you. With sex and drugs. We're trying to fill it with even exercise or, you know, we're trying to fill it with so many things instead of just sitting there and just feeling it like damn what is this what does this pain feel like and where do yep. i feel do i feel it in my chest do i feel it in my head my arms my hands like where am i feeling this i That's do believe so pain manifests in yoga yeah yeah it, 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 the 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 physical release of pain and sometimes as a i'm i'm an empath and i'm very sensitive to energy and people's emotions and what they're experiencing in my own i'm very very sensitive and sometimes certain parts of my body are in so much pain and it's not even a, a an injury it's just mm. the energy from the pain found a pocket and it found a place to be like you need to deal with this right you know right. you have to and, and release it in some way and sometimes releasing the the mental pain it's not always through physical acts. Sometimes it's through just journaling. Yep. And sometimes it's, it's for um, asking for what you need. Right. Woo! So, sometimes we get we, we're afraid to ask for what we need mm -hmm. to say, 
I have a buddy of mine who was on a podcast and um, and he said that, you know, he, he's a he's a therapist. This is a therapist and he's married with two kids. And he realized that on Mondays he would come home and his his daughters would surround him and want to play and and his wife would want a hug and a kiss and, and and everybody was so lively and interactive and and he would he would give them maybe ten percent you know mm-hmm. and they were giving them a thousand percent right and finally he realized he was only li- really like this on a Monday yeah and and so he learned to say hey listen on Mondays I want to give you a thousand percent I don't have it for whatever reason it's not there. So on Monday evenings, I need two hours to myself. Like I, I, like I just, I have nothing for you. I love you throughout the rest of the week. I got you, but two hours on Monday, right? I need space. And if you can uh, allow me that, then you know we can do all the the other things. But I, I just need some whatever's happening. I need to let that flush out. And it's changed the dynamic in the family so much because now there's not that resistance, there's not attention, or and, and he can be real or resentment, right? So now we can be real, and 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 I think that we feel like we should always be attentive to the people we're in relationships with. We should always be there, and when they want to hug, we want to hug, and when they want to, it's like, and there's, and you have to be aware to be like, I I need ten minutes, or I need yes. a day, or I need whatever. And it's not about you. It's just me. I don't know what it is, but I need to go find out what this is. And, and then I can, I can come back to you. And in such a great um, precipice here, talk about find out what it is that I need. Can you in closing, because we've talked, we've, we've covered so much, but I think what I've realized about this episode is going to be so important for a lot of people because we're talking about basically how to take care of yourself and mm-hmm. What do you think you could leave my listeners with maybe a top five Leo Flowers list of how to take care of yourself? Because I do know, knowing you as well as I do as a friend, as a comedian, as a um, somebody who is into mental health, you do things pretty consistently every day that I've seen. What are like five things people can do to implement into their life to take care of themselves? One is, I'm just going to take you through the germs. Yeah. Uh, one is journaling. Now, a lot of people don't like to journal, but I'm going to, I'll give you a couple ways that you can journal because it, it changes for me every time. One, you can freestyle journal. Mm-hmm. Where it, you can write the same word over and over. You can, um, it doesn't, grammar, spelling, none of that matters when you're freestyle journaling. You could do a page, you could do three pages, uh, wh- whatever works for you, right? So you have journaling. If you journal for 20 minutes, that would be optimal. If, or if you journal for three pages, freestyle, that would be optimal. The other way you could journal is to do just 10 bullet points. Write down just 10 things that happened today. Not We're not talking about feelings. Just, hey, I woke up at 5, I ate this, I worked out, I went to work, she said that, blah, blah. And it could be whatever pops in your brain. Don't overthink it. Just write down 10 things because then what will happen is, You'll start to remember nuggets from your day that you forgot. Mm-hmm. You'll start to remember things that were meaningful, impactful, and important to you that you forgot and that you like, oh, I want to take that with me. You also start to remember things that you need to follow up on or do mm. and, and, and whatever else, right? So just 10 bullet points. You can do it that way. The other way I journal is 
um, I will write one page with my dominant hand, which is my left hand, I'm left-handed, and then the other page with my non-dominant hand, which is my right hand. Your dominant hand is who you are now. Your non-dominant hand is who you are when you were nine years old. So I always feel like a kid when I write with my non-dominant yeah, hand. <laughs> you'll immediately see a change in the, the language, not just in the handwriting, but also in the thought pattern and the thought processing and the way you look at things will immediately change when you switch hands. And it'll, it'll give you a deeper insight as to what's happening and how you're feeling and where your vulnerabilities are. Right? Interesting. Uh, yep. <laughs> so then the, the second thing is uh, exercise, right? So the journaling is good when you feel sad, grief, uh, those more depressive moods. That's what you want to use the journaling for. The second uh, thing you can do to take care of yourself is exercise. Now, exercise is good when you feel angry, like when you feel the, the tension here in your hands and you're just like, oh, I just want to, or anxious. Anxious. Anything, Woo. movement. That's so anything that, right. So you want to exercise. Now, with exercise, I'm not talking about P90X. I'm not talking about uh, Tybo. It could be that. A CrossFit, but it could also be, it could also be walking. It could also be swimming. It could also be dancing. A lot of people, I talked to so many people who used to love dancing and play music. And then they go, yeah, I haven't played. I don't play music and dance the way I used to. Right. Remember how you used to just, as a kid, you would listen to music. I mean, jump I think around the a, room. yeah, it's a lost art of just yeah. giving yourself permission to listen to music to jump up on stuff, stand up on a chair, take your shirt off, like get just get primal and move. It doesn't have to be coordinated, yeah. right? It doesn't have to be a jabberwocky, whatever, but you want to move, right? Or or even cooking. Cooking is a way to move, cleaning, exercise. So really we're talking about movement here with the right. exercise. Um, the R is for reading. Now, here's the thing with reading. When you're reading something before bed, it should be light and fluffy. Nothing. Yeah, fiction's uh, the best. Yeah, is the best. You don't want to go self-help. You don't want to read anything <laughs> because what you're trying to do when you read at night is to turn off the prefrontal cortex, which is your thinking brain. Yeah, right? you want to quiet the brain a little. You want to quiet the brain a little bit. So if you're reading self-help books or really heavy, scary things, is going to activate that and then you won't be able to sleep. So you want very simple fiction books to read um, um, uh, at night. And then the books that you read just depend on uh, what your values are. So and, and you, you can tell how your energy is when you read it. That's why I like to read bios as much as I'm not trying to be like a, a CEO. I love to read books about people who are either pursuing something or building something, or they've overcome something. So like right. Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning was an incredible book or Unbroken. That was incredible just to hear their journey and it made me feel less alone. So yeah. like feeling alone, you wanna read about somebody who's overcome something so that you go, whoa, it's not as bad as that. And if he overcame, overcame. But like, if you, if you need to feel inspired, I like to read books about people who are like, um, uh, Tools for Titans or Steve Jobs or anybody who's trying to shoot a uh, shoe dog is great. That yeah, uh, the Nike Bill guy? Nike, yeah, 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 it's incredible. I've book. heard good things about uh, that. Book. 
Yeah. And then you want to read your more academic books, the headier books, like the self-help in the middle of the day. Yeah. That's, that's when you want to read that stuff because you're trying to, you're, you're mining for knowledge. Right. Um, the meditation, uh, I've been meditating every day for 20 minutes. Uh, and sometimes my girl will join me. And, um, and, but the way I meditate is you don't have to do 20. You can start off with one minute. You can start off with uh, five minutes, but you want to inhale for four, hold for seven, and then exhale for eight. Yeah, it's all about the breath, just, right? It's all about the breath. So you just do about eight rounds of that. Even if you just do eight rounds of that and then open your eyes and then move on, that's great. You can do that laying down, sitting up in a chair, or with your legs crossed, however you want to do that. Say the, the other time. way when I say the say time again. Say the uh, the time amount again for people. So inhale. For so you breathe in for four, hold for seven, and then exhale for eight. Right. You want to do no more than eight rounds of that. Much more than that, you'll get dizzy and, and pass out and start hallucinating. Is right? it okay if a little fart sneaks out? Oh, uh, uh, hopefully a fart. That's when you know you're relaxed. That's when you know you've, you, you've transcended. You've, you've, you've transmutated all those uh, you've reincarnated and, and, flatulated. and something else. Yeah, you flatulated. Uh. Um, the other way to meditate is going back to the breath is is to say what you're breathing in and then say what you're breathing out. So you can say, I'm breathing in calm, I'm breathing out fear, mm. I'm breathing in hope, I'm breathing out anxiety. And you could just keep going back and forth, you know, I'm, bre I'm breathing in abundance, I'm breathing out scarcity. So there's, there's different ways that you can meditate and you, you play with it based on, and there's guided meditations, et cetera, et cetera. The last one is uh, self-talk. Right. So I just had this guy on my podcast, uh, Tariq, and we're talking about self-talk and affirmations. People think affirmations are what it is you decide to tell yourself over and over again. Right. Affirmations are what you are telling yourself over and over again. So a lot of us have this self-talk of like, this isn't going to work out. Uh, I'm not uh, good yeah. enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not capable. Uh, this relationship is over. Like you, we all had this, this running loop of affirmations mm -hmm. going on. And if we don't fill it with something else, then it's going to take over. Right. And it's going to become the predominant. And then you start to look at your life and you go, oh, damn, I asked for this Yep. on a subconscious level. And so I, when you create affirmations, it's creating that loop on an intentional level until that becomes the dominant background loop. So whatever loop you have playing is from your conditioning, mm. right? And, and you're just accepting it. And, and so that's why you have to be mindful of what you're watching, what you're reading, who you're talking to, because all that, we're, we're, we're sponges. Right, all and that. Yes, we're humans, yeah. We're, we're, we're sponges and as, as, no matter how um, intelligent we are, there's a reason why companies spend billions of dollars to market towards you because they know, but up, 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 they know that I'm when I do that, it. you're gonna say, I'm loving it. So I don't even have to say it anymore. It's part of your, it's part, it's in your DNA now. Right. So your job is to every day program yourself of what you want that message to be so that 
these other forces don't get in there. And that brings me to another statement that I want to say. Uh, well, first of all, you're one of the most insightful, vulnerable, and forward-thinking friends. So I thank you for sharing your knowledge and what you've learned and, and what you're working on. Um, and because of this whole episode is about how to sort of take care of yourself, I think you guys should definitely check out Before You Kill Yourself, because it, I think that it should be added into the list of how to take care of yourself just because of the array of guests that you have and um, how much work you put into yourself that you are uh, a, a person who walks the walk and talks the talk. And, and, and because of that, it makes you super qualified to be discussing something as heavy and still within the societal stigma of it being, you know, something that we're not talking about a lot as the topic of suicide. So check out Before You Kill Yourself. Mr. Leo Flowers, one of my nearest and dearest. Thank you for etching time in your day to handle your own germs. Journaling, exercise, reading, meditation, and self-talk. You guys get up on your list. Find what works for you. What works for you, what works for Leo may not be the same thing. So there's lots of ways to incorporate each one of those things into your life. I love you, Leo, so much. Thank you so much, Felicia. Namaste. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.